Okay. This is something new I'm trying out. I really enjoyed what I wrote for the newsletter for February, and I was curious to see what it would feel like to read these words. And through that curiosity, I wondered what it would be like for you to hear the words that I had written, because there is certainly some difference in the way that we receive words and content. And so I wanted to give this a try and see how this felt for both sides. So in this month's newsletter, I spoke about my experience in understanding sovereignty. And so I will read now from the newsletter that I just sent out. 2022 had me stuck on this word, sovereignty. 2022 also had Pluto thrice conjunct my Venus and square my IC and Vesta. Phew. Funny that it was years ago that I created a magazine called Selfish. I digress. The lessons I've learned about and through love have come down to, in essence, being able to come back home to the self. This has been very counterintuitive for me, and I have a south node in Libra with a Venus in the first house, so I've had to unlearn a deep lack of center regarding my place in the world and my safety being contingent upon another's approval and further forgiveness of me. My seventh house is ruled by a moon-Jupiter conjunction at 29 degrees of Pisces. It took me years to understand that I was often experiencing reality quite differently than the people I partner with. To not be able to reconcile differences or experiences between us made me feel incredibly unsafe and triggered my deepest anxieties. To me, to not be understood and vouched for meant to be abandoned and left to die. Every challenge I've encountered in partnership has forced me to figure out how to stay within and stand with myself when another wasn't able to stay or stand with me, in small ways and big ways. Each curve of this road has been stark, sharp, surprising, and gut-wrenching. Through it, I have learned that at the end of the day, I need to be able to believe that I am not just allowed to expect safety, but that I am entitled to create it. It has taken every fiber in my body and then some to figure out how to defend this right in the right way, to actually understand what this right means and what upholding it looks like. It has felt like learning how to wrangle molten iron. There are so many opportunities to create irreparable harm when our most fundamental and primal instincts are ignited. To steal oneself is to make oneself ready for something difficult or unpleasant, 
to fill oneself with determination and courage. And love requires us to engage both sides of this coin. Difficulty is not bad, and in fact, if we can choose to approach difficulty with neutrality, it can help us connect more deeply to our courage. This journey has felt like slowly mastering this process, developing the muscles to move with steadiness, even in the face of chaos or crisis that exists outside of me. It requires an incredible amount of self-control, shifting down into calm, stepping back and out when necessary, resetting and reapproaching. Developing rituals has been critical to this process. Replacing poor coping mechanisms with divine and intentional rituals has helped me release my frustration toward that which I cannot control and has helped me recenter and refocus. Rather than allow conflict to pull me into spiral, I have had to channel all my energy into maintaining somatic balance. Prayer, breathwork, hypnosis, and just literally remaining in the room with my emotions when they are their most volatile. Just bearing witness to what lack of control truly feels like within me and talking myself through it. Tuning into the soles of my feet and the ground beneath them and trusting myself to make moves only that serve me in my present trajectory. Bringing myself into a place of calm that I was never able to witness my parents modeling. Giving myself a safety that no one else has been able to provide in this or previous lifetimes. This work is frequently lonely. And sometimes I lament that this is not the path I expected to take in this life. However, it is the path I needed to take in order to finally trust myself to be able to take care of me. The path I needed to shift out of waiting or hoping to be saved by another. I have needed to recognize the deep wells of capacity within me and also to forge them from my own molten core and to trust them to bear weight in this world. The journey of Pluto conjunct my Venus has brought me to a deep understanding of sovereignty. It has helped to set me free to know that I am not actually here in this lifetime to surrender myself in or to crisis, but that I'm here to build possibilities out of chaos and steer the ship when the waves get wild. That I'm here to build my own safety networks from my own strength and resilience. And that I'm here to know that my rituals alight my own pathway home to myself, where I am always welcome and protected. I'll be sharing more about these rituals in particular over the next coming weeks. But it felt important to share this narrative of love as we enter February, the month that contains Valentine's Day and imbues in us an insistence that love look a certain way, that love be a certain kind of entity 
that love take the shape that we hope it will. And instead, maybe exploring some of the other shapes that love can take that are non-commercially approved. Something else that has helped me explore what love looks like outside of our expectations is the insistence from my subconscious that we learn to depersonalize our interactions with others. And this is a message that appeared to me or arrived to me rather in the throes of Mars retrograde in Gemini. And I am a quadruple Pisces, and I mentioned earlier that two of those planets, the moon conjunct Jupiter at 29 degrees, are in charge of my seventh house. And that's the house of one-on-one relationships. So as this message appeared to me or, or downloaded into me, I found myself quite unnerved. I find it incredibly difficult to remove the personal from my interactions. And if anything, I thrive amongst the personal. I find the personal to be very deep and very moving and very much at the core of our experience here as humans. And so I felt myself wondering, isn't what we seek out in connection of a personal nature. And yet there it was, these words staring back at me from the page. I had to write them down as they came to me. There was recognizing that there was nothing more to be done and that there was nothing left outstanding outside of my person. This meant that in the end, there was no need for me to feign a sense of responsibility arriving at moments where I had to accept what was until it was made known to me that there was more. This was a very difficult process for my poor Pisces son to navigate. My Pisces son feels so bound to creating peace, capital C, capital P, on an ego level. So I really had to learn, and I'm still learning, as we move out of this Mars retrograde, how to shake off that ego need in my personal life. And so what happens when we choose to depersonalize? A few things happen. We communicate to our nervous system that we can stand down. We communicate to our anxiety that we are not at fault. We facilitate signals to our brain that we are able to move forward along our own path and return to the issue at hand if we are asked to do so. We de-escalate the level of conflict we have allowed to rise within ourselves, and we return the reins to our own hand. This can feel really traumatizing for those of us who have difficult attachment styles. For those of us who, in particular, have anxious or disorganized attachment styles, we may feel that our actions are always a reaction to the others we are around. 
for better or for worse, that we are not really capable of autonomous action because we are constantly measuring ourselves against the person we desire affection from. So it takes a deep unlearning of responding. Many of us learned to respond as a means to be acceptable or useful to those we grew up around. Many of us learned response as a way to accommodate those so that we, in turn, would be accommodated. And so for us to turn off our inclination to respond may feel like we are deprogramming the very central control to our ability to be taken care of, to be cared for, to be loved, to be lovable. It can feel very dangerous to turn off this ability or this compulsion, really, to respond. And yet it can be absolutely necessary for us to learn this process in order to maintain our own emotional regulation. It felt very Aquarian to download this message and to share it with you at this time. Learning that we can extend compassion to ourselves and others through detaching from the emotion or the chaos or the crisis that is at hand feels counterintuitive and yet can be the very real defense mechanism that we need that helps us step back from more problematic defense mechanisms that trigger our more infantile reactions, reactivity. And really what we want is to stay out of reactivity as much as possible, which is where all of the rituals that I mentioned before have come into play. And now, to shift gears a little bit, I wanted to read the oracle scopes from February so that you can have an opportunity to hear them spoken. This month's oracle scopes were pulled using my deck, Portals, alongside the Celestial Bodies oracle deck created by Serpent Fire. If you subscribe to my newsletter, you may know that there is a playlist that accompanies this newsletter, and you can find that in the oracle scopes link. This month's playlist uh, features varied perspectives and pursuits of love. The resistance, the thrill of the chase, the mystery in the unsaid, the changeability of the experience over time, the memories we come back to time and again. I've definitely been listening to this one a good amount, and I, uh, I hope you'll enjoy it as well. So let's get started. Starting, of course, with Aquarius, as we are in Aquarius season. So here's the horoscope for Aquarius and Aquarius rising 
And for this, I have pulled the cards the Two of Wands alongside Solar Eclipse. After years of Saturn working to straighten you up and push you out into the world, it's time to see how well you do at taking the reins. While you prepare to take yourself over, it's time to consider where you want to go next and get clear on the possibilities that lie before you. One thing that makes this process difficult for you now is the many changes you've had catalyzed within you over the past few chapters of your life. How many pivots and reroutes you've taken. With Saturn lifting, you may not recognize yourself after all these years, or otherwise your sense of self is currently shrouded in a bit of mystery. It might feel like your framework is a bit off-kilter. Perhaps your usual guideposts have been stripped or scrapped and sold for parts. The light is obscured for you at this time, perhaps calling on you to tap into your deeper intuitive powers. Where can you allow your pure passion to kick in where ego typically takes the wheel? What inklings of potential can you connect with now to guide you forward? Know that this moment of uncertainty is natural for such a pivotal period of change, and that once new energies enter, previously hindered signals will begin to come through clearly once more. For now, allow yourself somewhere quiet to tune into and trust your inner light. Pisces and Pisces Rising Five of Pentacles and the sixth house. Your energy might be low this month, or perhaps slowly regaining speed now that Mars is making its way into momentum once more. While Venus graces you and brings blessings of brightness and connection now, an unquenchable thirst for perfection may pull you out of a moment of joy and genuine embodiment into perceived or real defeat. While it is divine to chase pleasure as it floats past you in the immediate, you may find this month asking you to balance out spontaneity with periods of solo rejuvenation. It's possible that any feelings of lack you experience this month, however real or fantastical, can be navigated through anchoring into ritual and routine. The curiosity you are asked to explore this month is rooted within the folds of your own day-to-day living. Where is there room for you to stretch into that you've previously felt was off-limits? What kind of rituals can you perform that engage you in your fullest authenticity? What of your practices allows you access to pure radiance? And where are you able to see or intuit a connection between engaging in these rituals and feeling yourself begin to lift out of perceptions or situations of lack? Allow the Leo full moon to bring you insights into the needs of your sixth house now and continue the conversation with yourself and your resources throughout the month. Aries and Aries Rising, the Empress and Earth. Your houses of substance have been a site of turmoil for a time, 
with Uranus and in Taurus causing fluctuations in your personal resources, and Mercury's most recent retrograde from Capricorn and your space of legacy creating changes in your sense of routine and structure. It might be time to get attuned to your capacities for regeneration and embodiment, to become reacquainted with the complexities of your various landscapes, to touch once more the hills and valleys that you know and to become familiar with the changes that have transpired here. Your sense of groundedness is necessary to stabilize you as you move along new pathways lit up for you in the wake of Mars' retrograde. It's important for you to become aware of all that you are comprised of now, to take inventory of your connections to Earth now as a reflection of your own extensive resources. Get in touch with the shifts that have occurred. Extend compassion towards shifts you didn't anticipate, to the crevices that have been created. Celebrate the strength that your inner earth has developed in supporting you. Decide what seeds you intend to plant here next. Taurus and Taurus Rising. Two of Cups and Sextile. As we approach the final eclipses on your personal axis, you are no doubt considering and processing the shifts that have occurred within your interpersonal relationships. Curious about new dynamics, you've been exploring new possibilities in connectivity with others and taking note of the sensations. February brings you opportunities to catalyze new emotional relationships in a one-on-one capacity that serve to help you expand in a conscious manner. It's important to your development now to make yourself available to one-on-one connections in a way that feels good. Where do you see connections flowing in easily now and that easily gain your trust? Where are you able to understand the activation that is made possible in other areas of your life through connections you are making or are able to make in the present? Look for ways to identify genuine and supportive reciprocity in your relationships now. And if it isn't present, seek out ways to facilitate it this month. Consider the relationships that currently encourage your expansion and evolution and give those more tender attention and affection. Gemini and Gemini Rising King of Pentacles Reversed and the 12th house. As the 12th house contains the mysteries of life that are otherwise intangible, and the king of pentacles reflects one's easeful connection to the structuring of their external resources, this month seems to be inviting you into a conversation about the foundation of your soul, spirit, and mental health, and call in what seems to be unraveling now. Perhaps Uranus has overturned some previous establishment within this realm, some grand expectation or missive crumbling at the base, and now it is time to consider how you would like to release and rebuild moving forward. Whether this destruction is good or bad is moot, and as we know, life's events tend to bring us a bit of both. So decide how you can shift into neutral when facing this process 
knowing that we are always working to sustain structures here that support us elsewhere in our lives and charts. Try to frame this moment as a time where you are shoring up support for your best overall well-being. What responsibilities are you now stepping away from, and how does this free up mental space for you? What role do you play for others that no longer allows you to sustain the viability of your own sacred spaces and needs? What issues have you tried to sidestep or otherwise mask that must be reckoned with now? And how can you step into this reframing with openness and softness, knowing that this time is temporary and therefore possibly transformative? In this moment, you are being invited to merge with your maker, perhaps identifying what this signifies for you for the first time or in a new way. And this no doubt alters, at least this month, the way you show up for external responsibilities. Cancer and Cancer Rising. Seven of Cups Reversed and Cancer. It's been difficult to know where you've been going and what it's all meant, with Mars retrograde in your unconscious and obscuring the path toward purpose. This month has you making some long-awaited decisions regarding the validity of the options you've been presented and the motivations you've harbored around the pursuit of each. You've had tough, unanswered questions about whether your choices even matter at this stage, where seemingly the possibilities have been dangling unresolved for so long that you fear it may all be pointless. Behind that pull toward apathy is the fear that the hope you'd assign to the outcome might end up disappointing you like so many previous promises. Allow this month to call you home in a significant way. Allow the tide to bring much-needed water to your shore. Spend time letting yourself release the tension you've carried in these months. Consider the most important motivation might be the quality of time you are able to spend with yourself, with your home, in your softness, and help this ease you out of the hyperdrive you've had to endure the, to maintain the hold you've been in. Only from a place of safety can you properly assess your needs and the steps you are able and willing to take to meet them. From here, you can reapproach the table with your clearest mind and conscious and your best interest at heart. Leo and Leo Rising. Three of Pentacles in the fourth house. You've been asked to purge some private, personal material over the past year, watching muck surface from beneath the tiles, finding more skeletons in the closet, and releasing the bats in the attic, all in effort of a clean slate, a fresh pot of soil for those hardy roots that remain. In this process, you've likely established a clear connection to your most sacred needs, your most inner emotional realm, your notion of home, and whom you invite in. It's called on you to face the imprints of those who have been closest to you in the past and to question the sanctity of unions you've participated in here. Perhaps these imprints have been left by those who preceded you, lineage whose experiences have set into motion the events you experience now. 
It's not easy work, but it has prepared you to open up to others now in trust and collaboration. You might be opening up to these ancestors and engaging in new means of working in solidarity. There may be new power developing within you at your core that encourages you to participate in projects around you with new vitality and confidence. These tangible events may be occurring behind closed doors or within your community, or perhaps some infusion of both. Allow your experience to qualify you as a contributor regardless of your official title or status and accept invitations to show up in new ways. Virgo and Virgo rising, Wheel of Fortune and Saturn. You contradict Virgo in your ongoing efforts toward perfection and your mutability toward what is needed in the moment. You stand alone in your efforts to create the world you know others deserve, and you work diligently toward that for which no other has asked. So it seems fitting to find you exploring the unpredictable Jupiterian themes of the Wheel of Fortune alongside the lengthy, sometimes lonely lessons of Saturn. It's time to collect on work you've put into something, Virgo. The wheel spins once more, and if you've managed to make use of Saturn in your house of service and hard work, you might be ready to reveal some further marker of your ongoing mastery. What restrictions have you undertaken of late, and where do you sense possible payoff may be imminent? What boundaries have you had to set for yourself, and where has this afforded you entry into a desired new echelon? If this sense of restriction is not one that is leading to bounty or progress at this time, what lessons are you able to integrate from this process, and what small victories are you able to celebrate at this time? How has this experience grounded you and your efforts as they continue? The challenges you surmount at this time have the capacity to set you up for Saturn's next round of lessons as they arrive in your interpersonal spaces. Libra and Libra rising, Ten of Swords and the Ninth House. Now that we have encountered the ghosts of our pain, we can expand, reads the Serpent Fire guidebook about the Ninth House, and quite fitting it is as a description of the invitation within the Ten of Swords. We tend to dread this card for its portrayal of betrayal or escalation of our worst fears. Yet the Ten truly shows us in the throes of accepting this fate, not its anticipation. When we reach this zenith, we are able to regenerate once more, released from our circumstances and free to rise from the ashes. So in this sense does the Ninth House provide us with opportunity to explore the world anew from this reborn perspective, to create meaning from the depths of our darkest experiences. February offers you chances to leave the shadows of the depths you've traversed of late, to seek new ground, to find yourself once more a part of the world and its divine narrative. What travels, whether tangible or imaginary, can you offer yourself now as the balm to soothe the stretch marks of your growth? Where can you seek opportunity for expression on a broad scale or connecting with others through shared experiences? 
allow yourself to move through new ideas, new philosophies, and new perspectives as a way to shift back into your own light this month. Scorpio and Scorpio rising. Three of Wands reversed and trine. Back to the drawing board for you, Scorpio, as you withdraw your previous plans and consider and reconsider the helpful connections and access to resources you'd previously forgotten or took for granted. It may be that the steps to the path ahead still haven't made themselves abundantly clear, And beneath that is the simultaneous possibility that you've been sitting on a gift of some sort that has, prior to this moment, failed to be recognized as such. In the slow pace of this year, you're afforded an opportunity now to reflect on overlooked connections and unrecognized ease and begin to consciously incorporate these into your prospective opportunities now. In order to activate this gift, You must begin to understand that harmony necessitates reciprocity, states the Serpent Fire Guidebook. Where have you been neglectful of this effort for balance with your resources and gifts? What relationships have been taken for granted or suppressed that can be balanced through this activation now? This month calls you to observe where you can create more space for this flow within your life, in such a way that encourages you to see the options ahead of you in new light and perspective. Sagittarius and Sagittarius rising. The sun and moon. I love that in the tarot, the sun rises after the moon, signifying our recognition of true self after surviving a long night in our subconscious spaces softening our fears into companions, and becoming familiar with our animal instincts. So fitting for you to step into this energy now, truly knowing yourself on a fundamental level after encountering the uncertainty and confrontation of projections afoot in your seventh house under Mars's retrograde. Emerging from interpersonal battles with new self-understanding and celebration, You have a clearer sense of how you show up in relation to those closest to you and what you bring to the table. As you emerge and as you shake off the aforementioned projections of both you and others, this month asks you to take a closer look at your emotional needs. What does this radiant light about you from the sun reveal what needs to be acknowledged now in the moon? How can you allow for more emotional flexibility for yourself and for those around you? Remaining in awareness of your fluctuating moods and subsequent needs, as well as encouraging those you share closeness with to do the same, can allow for relationships to evolve into clarity and integrity now. And our final oracle scope for today, Capricorn and Capricorn Rising. King of Swords, and Conjunction. How we experience a conjunction is entirely dependent upon the energies and conditions of the planets involved. In most cases, some infusion is made possible or forced now, and whether we have been aware of the energies previously, we are called to witness them in their veracity. 
Ultimately, the blending of energies can create new perspectives, a sharing of space, and a continuity of understanding from one planet to another, reads Serpent Fire. Considering Pluto has been in Capricorn for 16 years, and Mercury is currently clearing its retrograde shadow in this sign, we can guess that the conversation between them on February 10th will provide important insight into the depths of the shifts we felt in this time. What comes to the surface this month will likely not surprise you, Capricorn, but rather embolden you into a new sense of inner truth and command over your mental faculties. What authority have you felt yourself step into regarding the containment of your anxiety and emotionality? What work have you done to bring deep truths to your surface and to hold them in integrity? How has this instilled you with new strength and resolve at this time? See where you can allow for new perspective and agency in the face of penetrating focus and self-understanding. That is our February Oracle Scopes. I am so grateful for all who tuned in. And I hope that you took something meaningful away from this recording today. Please let me know if this is something that you enjoyed and I will continue to provide it. And we'll end with a little sort of protective prayer slash trance, if you will. And this is something I like to do just as a sort of palate cleanser for the energies that we're welcoming in this month. And so you can feel free to keep your eyes open if that's more comfortable for you. If you feel inclined to shut your eyes as I speak this sort of spell for us, then you're absolutely welcome to. And this is really for you to use as frequently as you like throughout the month as a palate cleanser, to start the month, however it feels good to you, go ahead and use it. Okay, so we will begin. And I always like to start by taking a few rounds of deep breath. Taking a nice deep breath in. And releasing that breath twice as slowly as we've taken it in. Another nice deep breath. And releasing that breath twice as slowly as we've taken it in. Sending this next deep breath out to the toes and releasing it twice as slowly as we've taken it in. Sending this next breath up into the fingertips and releasing this breath twice as slowly as we've taken it in. Sending this next breath up into the heart space and releasing this breath twice as slowly as we've taken it in. And finally, one final deep breath. Sending this up into our crown, activating our energy for today and releasing this breath twice as slowly as we've taken it in. 
And just taking a quick scan of your body now. Maybe the spaces where we scent breath. Scanning yourself at the toes. Bringing that scan up to the fingertips. Bringing that scan up to the heart. And finally, bringing that scan up to the crown. Just getting a sense of the energy that is present here currently. Shifting out of any thinking or judging into sensing and feeling and just allowing yourself to feel what you feel in this moment. And now taking a moment to consider where you feel readiness within you. Just taking a moment to identify where you feel ready for February, ready for the energies that are coming in. Just tuning into that space within your body. And once you've tuned into that space, rooting yourself within that experience within yourself now, wherever it may be, however it makes sense in your mind, anchoring yourself into this space of readiness. And from here, inviting readiness to begin to spread outward into the rest of your body. Perhaps imagining that each breath that you take picks up some of this readiness and spreads it throughout your body now. And as you feel this readiness radiating throughout you, being picked up by your bloodstream, being carried by your breath, from this place of readiness within you, perhaps you can identify where you feel uncertain where you may be feeling fearful, drained, exhausted. Again, shifting out of thinking and judging back into sensing and feeling and just allowing yourself to feel what it feels to acknowledge that uncertainty now within you. Identifying where that may be within your body. And from that place of readiness, inviting that readiness to spill into that place of uncertainty or exhaustion now, however it makes sense in your mind, seeing or feeling that readiness flowing into that space of exhaustion, and seeing what that allows you in this moment, what that allows you to feel or experience, seeing if that readiness is able to manipulate any of that uncertainty or fear now. perhaps imagining or feeling that that fear or uncertainty or exhaustion can leave your body now. Each breath in picking up this readiness, each breath out extracting this fear or exhaustion, maybe seeing or feeling that energy leave through the soles of your feet or flow out through your lungs, however it makes sense in your mind now. As you feel that fear, that exhaustion, that uncertainty continue to drain or leave you, more of that readiness being picked up by your breath and filling in more of those spaces left behind by this uncertainty and exhaustion, pouring into the crevices that are left from these extractions. 
And perhaps now you can imagine a beam of light spilling over you. Perhaps this light is made of a color or is made of several colors. Just see or feel this light spilling over your body now, perhaps starting at the crown and making its way down the surface of your skin, moving down your shoulders, down your back, down your arms. And as this light spills down you, perhaps you can imagine now that it is made of a fabric. Perhaps you can get a sense that this fabric is pouring over you as a protective garment now. And this garment is helping to maintain this readiness within you to protect this readiness as it fills you. And it's meant to keep out that fear, that uncertainty, that exhaustion that you've just released. Get a sense of the fabric as it spills over you now. Get a sense of the garment that it is creating. The color, the colors, the type of fabric, the weight of it, how it feels on your skin. And just allow this fabric to completely enrobe you knowing that this fabric is here to protect you, to help maintain your sovereignty, to help instill in you any faith and hope that you may need along this journey, and to keep out any energies that are not yours to carry or that are otherwise unhelpful to your journey at this time. Just spend a moment taking in this garment as it finally finishes spilling upon you. And however it makes sense in your mind, see yourself anchoring this garment, wrapping it around you, keeping it with you, so that as you move forward through this month, you can know innately within you that you are safe and protected. if you feel called, you can give thanks to yourself and to this fabric and to this journey. Taking a few more deep rounds of breath, anchoring that breath in the toes, the fingers, the heart, the crown. Spending a few moments releasing any final lingering drips, drops of uncertainty, fear, any of those feelings of exhaustion, giving yourself a nice stretch now, just facilitating the process that you've just moved through, anchoring this within the body now. (sighs) And when you're ready, if you have closed your eyes, you can allow them to gently flutter open. I'm so grateful to have shared this practice with you. And thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone else who may benefit from listening to this. If you have questions or comments or thoughts about things that came up for you in this time, please reach out to me via email. 
It is taylor at thatssopisces.com. And if you feel called to donate, I appreciate anything you're able to offer. Your offerings help me maintain these free practices, help me continue to sustain my offerings to you and to others. And if you are called to donate at this time, there is a link on my website at thatsopisces.com, or you can head straight to thatsopisces.com slash donate. Thank you so much, and we will do this again next month. Take care.